not a Jedi. Seb is not force sensitive nor a Jedi. Don't box him in like that. <laughs> Start your sublight engines. It's time for Rube Helps Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome to our second Andor episode. My name is Mel. I use they them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa and on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. And my gender this week is suddenly Slymore. Like suddenly Seymour. You're dead. Oh, no, no, we got it. It's okay. We got it. We got it. I've never seen that musical, so. Oh, it's so good. It is is quite good. It's so slay. If you want to, Trisha Paytas does have a rendition of that song up on YouTube. No, why is that something I would want? Why is that? Hi, I'm Claudia. I use she, her pronouns. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L- U-D-I-A says. My gender this week is when I rewatched this episode with subtitles, apparently like the little drink that he offered, that uh, Luthen offers Cassian, he called it, <laughs> he called it me- me- Mednog. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's my yes. gender. I was like, is this like Star Wars NyQuil? Like, <laughs> like I was like, meth nog? <laughs> and so Claire sitting next to me and was like, the reason for the season, med nog. <laughs> Not no horror. I was like, of all the Star Wars, why did that one need a special name? Why? <laughs> Luthen offered Cassie and Andor Lee, not clickbait. Stop. <laughs> I, did that no. No. I did that specifically to hurt you. Oh, stop. Okay. stop. No, because Cassie Andor is like going through airport security. He's like, they took my glitter spray and my lean. This is homophobia. Oh my God. Cassie and Andor lean drink mukbang, not clickbait, emotional story time. You're done. You're done. Anyway, I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on social media at Kawaii Jessio. And my gender this week is why the fuck did Cyril, Cyril, whatever the fuck his name is, not fall, like sink down to the floor in the elevator. I think that would have been really funny. Why didn't it happen? (laughs) I would have paid money to see that. I'll be, listen, I'll be real. I don't really give a shit about Cyril as a person, but I will say I've never felt more joy watching another character suffer. Um, When he goes with his mom, he's like, mother i literally shit myself like i had to pause the tv because i was laughing so hard i was like please be serious oh my god they're the old mother and she fucking slaps the old woman in the background who's clearly watching from like across the street was me like that woman no and the woman in question i that was i yeah in full midnight mask drag with the old people makeup on watching being like (laughs) pathetic I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm Noah. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on social media pretty much everywhere at the Jewish Jedi. And my gender this week is Luthen's wiglet. Um, in his, his, his little hairpiece. Yeah, when I saw that scene, I was just like, oh my god, wig. But also, no, you, okay, literally, I, have you guys have you guys seen the movie The Birdcage with Robin Williams in it? Yeah. Oh, he was bitch. kind of he was kind of giving the bird. <laughs> okay, but watch him like there be an interview and him be like, "Yeah, so I was kind of it's kind of like Robin Williams in the bird." <laughs> I don't know why, but it was giving Buffalo Bill to me. <laughs> I know it's not what you were supposed <laughs> to be no, reading okay, it no, as, because, but like, I was like, "Why was Luthen Luthen's lowering that lowering down that little mirror and going, would you fuck me?'" No, exactly. I fuck me. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I'm coming with a report 
from ISB headquarters. Uh, Ollie is is being held there for further questioning, um, but they say that their gender this week was indirect champs and dual mention. Yeah, That's so true. I yeah. thought of them in that moment. Yeah. No, literally, I think like Claire sitting next to me and was like, "Oh, gotta update the champs and dual polycule." I was like, "Is is Luthen where Mel?" Where does Luthen fit in the polycule? It's a great question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to do more some research. research. Yeah, so, more research is required. For new listeners, you can go back and listen to one of our early rogue ones, which was Mel and Ollie giving us a full map of the polycule that connects all Star Wars characters called the Champsandula polycule. Anyways, so um, this stop, was- Stop, was... stop. No, delete that. <laughs> Do you, okay, we no, do, I we... need everyone to know what Mel put in the chat. Mel put in the chat from a certain point of view, our first no, date. I was gonna say something to that effect, but I wasn't trying to drag y'all. Here's the thing, though. We do kind of t refer to that as a as a, mo a special moment in time. So this is episode four, Aldani. Straight off the bat, number one, we know this is a Star War now because we have a poncho. I think that's what's important. Several ponchos. We have Cassian and his poncho look. Also, a huge, a huge advertisement for the Scottish Highlands in this episode because I believe that is where they filmed <laughs> the stuff on Aldani. Shout out to the Scottish um, tourist authority on this one and securing this bag. Speaking of which, you know, like those. Those were straight up sheep, weren't they? That they just yeah, they had? just they put weren't extra even, like, horns special. on them. They just Those like... sheep have like extra horns, I think. But yeah, I think they do like put extra horns on them. But I was like, those are just straight up sheep. Thank you. Sheep are now canon in Star Wars. Um, wake up, sheeple. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's Luthen. <laughs> That's Luthen <laughs> to Cassian in this episode. He's like, no, literally. Don't you want to fight for something real? Wake up, sheeple. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from this episode, especially rewatching it, though, was how much this parallels Rogue One, like from b both and like thematically and also in plot elements. Like we have all this literal foreshadowing to, for to Rogue One, like we mentioned Scarif and Luthen's like, you're going to die fighting this empire and like all this other stuff. But there's also like, OK, like. They are a small team that is trying to steal the Declaration of Independence uh, from a garrison. Um, you have you have Cassian being like, with a, with a small team like this, like ha that's a suicide mission. Like you have all these things, and you're like, wow, Tony Gilroy, we get it. You also wrote Rogue One. <laughs> um, no, but there's also, also the Kyber Crystal. Yeah, no, that that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's not just it's not just the like plot things. There's also the like we're showing that uh Jin and Cassian's uh like story very much parallel each other I mean we already like had that poetry rhymes no literally because when they're like it's not like the rest of Star Wars I'm like it literally is exactly like the rest of Star Wars like I mean down to shot for shot with some of the some of the um the kyber crystal stuff but also like oh she has a lost family member and so does he and she had like an adoptive father um and so does he and like there's all this there's all this shit and um i even on the second watch i, I there were a couple lines where i was like oh that shit fucking hurted i fear it's going to get worse i will say i mean i i i saw a lot of parallels to rogue one both in like 
the visual style and the storytelling itself. But a lot of what makes me love the show is makes me what made me love Rogue One the first time because like genuinely it it is it is definitively like a Star Wars show, but at least for me, it feels so completely different from the other ones that we've got. Um, and one thing, at least for me, that I think does that is like the themes it wants to explore and the tone it chooses to do that with. Like there's that now line that's like stomach turning to me where Luthen is like, you lived because you ran. Um, I really like that. The same thing I liked about Rogue One is that you, we often get the rebellion as like this whole like grandiose um, crusade against like fascist evil. But what I like about these characters is in some sense, the fact that they feel expendable makes them feel a lot more like worth paying attention to because it's like we don't really aside from Cassian and like Mon Mothma it's like well everybody here could literally go up in flames tomorrow and I like the fact that like this show feels like a a political drama and I really like that uh also while I'm here god the score in this show is so good yeah I take back what I said last time Nicholas Bertel is popping his pussy with this one it's too good I was so obsessed with it but yeah the tone of this I feel is just it's very distinct. And at least for me, the word I keep coming back to is refreshing. I really like how it feels to watch this show compared to the other ones. There, There's just like a feeling overall of all of the conversations that are also being had are not only like thematically very Star Wars of like, I, I, I don't know. I, I talked about this a little bit in the first episode, but like really hitting home hard that like bureaucracy is so tied to fascism and like oh my god this little this little girl boss we're having all these conversations about how how the empire just functions on like a a day-to-day basis and like how like this girl boss is like well i want to like i don't know do my job well or whatever and she's being hashtag oppressed by the man (laughs) she's in her price era she's literally i'm like arinda is screaming crying throwing up point is (laughs) i want to ruin our friendship they should be lovers instead oh Um, that would be so Rindy slash Deidre. Anyways, point is, that's not the point I'm trying to make. I wanted to talk about um, just like this entire show, like Noah said, is feeling very refreshing in the, in the sense that it's talking about all these very Star Wars things, but like, I don't know, making it feel more grounded, if that makes sense. Um, and like, when conversations are being had with characters, it doesn't feel like we're just like trying to get to the next plot point. It like, is like okay we're taking our time to like figure out things about people to know things um and then that is going to matter later on um something that specifically really stuck with me was when um cassian is talking to oh my god i forgot her name is it the- bell Vel, yes i was just gonna call yeah, her Belle. white girl boss is- number three <laughs> yeah she's basically just wearing like skinny jeans with a red corellian stripe up the top and then like leather boots and a Bad poncho <laughs> Bad bitches, you are not invited. Um, anyways, she is like, yeah, there are seven of us. <laughs> and he's like, uh, bitch, what the fuck? Like, that's never going to work. And then, you know, five years later, he's going to be the man who says, make 10 men feel like 100. And I just, it's feeling, it's feeling great. It's feeling great. I will say this show at least the experience of watching this show feels very much like when i was watching rebels live because with rebels you know you didn't think any of those bitches were gonna survive like you're like none of these are skywalker people like these are just some of dave filoni's little guys and like you know who like none of them are are guaranteed to survive and some of them don't um 
And like they, they very much feel this was like the ancillary story. Like, yeah, we had a couple people that we knew. But like to me, it the thing that it is closest to is Rebels. And Rebels has some of the best storytelling in Star Wars because it now Rebels it goes back and forth between the more grounded stuff, the more political stuff and the Jedi stuff. But um, I like I'm feeling people are like, oh, it's very different. I'm like that. It feels a lot like Rebels to me a lot, especially like first season Rebels, which was very like very political, which some people don't like. Um, but I think um, and ironic considering that uh, a reference that Mon Mothma makes in here is a direct reference to what happens with her in Rebels, which is like when she finally completely leaves the Senate and they have to rescue her. Um, it is because of the massacre on, what is it called, Gorman or whatever, which she mentions when she's talking to her husband, being like, hey, the people you're inviting to dinner um, are, like, starving this planet and this system that eventually is the reason why she leaves. Um, so, yeah, I feel like, I mean, when they were pitching this show and they were talking about it, I was like, oh, this is Rebels for Adults. Okay, yeah, because, and I'm feeling that very much in the uh in the pacing and everything but again i think that's very similar in that rebels was made for broadcast so it had a lot of episodes per season and this is having more episodes per season it's being written more like television it was meant to have even more episodes um they both very much use the medium of television extremely well to tell a star wars story um and i think one thing and and you have that expendability of of some of these characters like you're like i don't i don't know if any of these are i mean what mel said last time of like the thing that is closest to the at the beginning of this show is a new dawn like um and also of course when we get into thrawn 2017 and all the like all the maneuver which is again a, a, a rebels tie-in um which is all the imperial maneuvering especially with price and stuff like that i'm like yeah it it is in lockstep with that um for me at least tonally whatever um but yeah, it's very different from the rest of the the rest of the shows. But I think Rebels, I feel like it's in lockstep with. But I know I'm not not everyone agrees with me on that. I will say, not enough non humans, <laughs> especially no, literally because I mean a big part of the thing is that on the Empire side, you notice it's more humans because you have that xenophobia that was built in that Palpatine fomented all of that, and then on the Rebel side, you have more non humans, um, and even from marginalized planets like Ferrix and stuff like obviously we just have less non-humans but I'm like oh in this group of seven rebels all of them are human um I was like you couldn't even just have some of those species who are basically just like a human with some random thing on their face not even like a color like there's there's some like you know how there some of them are just like they're green or they're blue you don't even have to have those people just like anything else um I did feel kind of like I'm like okay like there's gotta be, there's gotta be some, there's gotta be some non-humans at some point. Especially, I think it would, it would provide a better contrast with the Empire stuff, where it's very, very specifically humans. The lack of Kafar representation is disturbing. That's what to I was me. thinking about. Thank I'm like, you, Mal. Where are my girlies with their fun little golden tattoos on their face? Yeah, literally. Why can't any of those bitches have been Pantorans? Hello, that little white boy with the goofy ass hat holding with coffee on. Why couldn't he had look? Why couldn't he even blue? Mm, Where is Rio Chuchi? Where, Where is she? Rio I Chuchi know that bitch is alive. Hour. Where was she? Um, speaking of random humans, <laughs> I wanted to bring something up. It's actually kind of farther into the episode, but I rewatched the episode right before we started recording because I was like, 
I'll need to remember more things that happened. And so I did. Um, and I don't know if it's my white people facial blindness kicking my ass once again, quite badly into hell. But if you remember, there's a little white girl, girl boss number four, white girl boss number four, as I lovingly call her. I believe her name is Clea. Um, Clear. Clear. Um, she has like that fun little red hoodie moment in the trailer. She is Luthen's assistant in the shop. Like oh, that really? is the same person. It took me the, a second watch to be like, oh, now wait a minute. <laughs> and do now you that- think? Do you think she could be one of the handmaidens? I don't know if she looks enough like Pan Pat Panmaid. Well, some of the handmaidens, some of the handmaidens didn't look enough like Padme to be her shadow. If you've That's read true. the books, okay. like there were okay. some well, yeah, of them. I don't them- know who this who this Padme is. The character <laughs> name is Panme. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I will be really adopting Ill. that until the end of time. Um, handmade Mamadala. I forgot about that <laughs> so shot true. in the trailer. Um, yeah, I didn't know. Damn, you're maybe I, I forgot have about people facial the shot too because I watched the trailer once and then didn't look at it again. I'm sorry. No, because here's the thing. I've just been watching. I've been watching with great interest. Sorry, I tried to do a Palpatine impression. It was just disturbing. Um. Just to be like, okay, how many little white girl bosses are going to have in this show? Just because I was curious. I love thinking about representation and the ways in which we do and do not represent uh, people of color and white people in Star Wars. Um, and yeah, she was there. She's girl bossing it up. She's a little information seeker, I guess. Because she also like, like, I-, I really liked that entire scene with Luthen's fucking British Museum. Um <laughs> Where he like was like, hey, Mon, hey, girl queen, let's go to the back and have our little talkie talk. Um, hey, uh, Clear, can you go distract her new driver? And she did that. And I just liked that, like, we didn't have to get explicitly told that that was what was happening. Yeah, we, it was, it was it, just, yeah, it was just. It was- I also, um, I've watched a lot of videos, obviously, about, like, the Easter eggs in that scene. First of all, this show, people are like, oh, no Easter This show is a master class in, a- in how to actually do Easter eggs in that they are, not that they're not excessive, but that, like, they are what, they are in places that make sense and they have meaning because all of the ones that they have there, like, when you have looted Jedi artifacts or you have looted Mandalorian artifacts and stuff like that, like, it's supposed to be this This compounds to us that, like, the Empire takes um, and stuff like that. But apparently there were a couple people who noticed that there weren't just, like, Star Wars artifacts in there. Like, there were also, like, there's a little Indiana Jones one or whatever, but there was one that was a real-life, uh, a real life artifact that the British Museum has right now. A um, bitch, what? Th- that they did a replica of. I believe it is of some indigenous Mexican culture that the British Museum has right now. There's a, it's a, it's like a little blue snake that's in the corner of oh. one shot. It is, and I was like, all right, pop off with that one. I don't know if that they was really Diego Luna. Me. I was like, do we doing that? They really said fuck the British Museum, and it was very, it was very interesting to me. I also just, um, the Thrawn girlies watching this, we all were going. If Thrawn walked in here, he would immediately know this was a front. He would immediately know, <laughs> immediately. Um, yeah, I will say that I was just kind of like, 
Well, I, I think it is obviously a front. I was also like, Luthen, and this is a fun other thing to just think about Luthen of like as a character who is like, is he in the, much like The Bachelor, is he here for the right reasons? Um, <laughs> um, because like. Luthen's Bachelor era, I'm obsessed. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there's also this other piece of like, he's older or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he 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 built that himself mm-hmm. specifically as a front, or maybe he like uh, he literally has a, like Buffalo Bill style wiglet transition for a character. <laughs> Obviously, I I would say I don't I don't think you have like a magical girl mirror moment if you didn't like start the the fake art store yourself. No, no, um, I, I think he did it. I, I do think he's in it for the right reasons. And I do think he started it as a front, not because he's like mm. a stealer. Because I, I think also like, the, and this is my hope and what I'm praying is I know there have been rumors that a comic character will show up. And I'm like, if any comic character should show up, it should be Dr. Afra Because who steals art for people f- to get money? And also like, like basically the Empire. Like 15? I don't, yeah, but she's already like, Bopping around, twelve-year-old Doctor Afra is like, no. I'm here. No, no, no artifact. No, no, no. I don't think she is because this is only five years before A New Hope, and she, um, she was. She's already been I'm bopping around this, for quite read the some Afro time. Comics. I, I have not read the Afro comics. I'm really uh lying, uh, but, <laughs> but I just, I just, there's also a piece of like some of these artifacts could also have been like like Mandalore for example looted by the actual empire and and then he uses it as a front that be I mean is it ethical who can say who can say so true it's not but um and then I do also wonder like is he actually selling them or is he using the all of the transactions as some sort of I thought I thought it was pretty transparently that like this is a front for money laundering and embezzlement like i i have a theory that every time mon mothma's like oop gotta turn for money she's like sweetheart i bought a gilded orange tree yesterday at this <laughs> art gallery how fun is that like Me i don't her- know i figured it was that hmm a full set of beskar gom hmm don't know where that went anyway here's a new ship for the rebellion <laughs> speaking of mon mothma like Let's talk about her her shitty husband. Her failed Aaron, husband, my Mr. Mothma, enemy. Yeah, Mr. Mothma. Okay, wait. I, I hate you, man. A quick I hate poll. You. A quick poll. Who is worse, Ned Try Guys or Mr. Mothma? I uh, don't well, know what a try guy is, and I refuse to learn. So I'm gonna abstain well, from this little poll. As someone vote. who knows what what those are, <laughs> uh. Uh, it doesn't seem like Perrin has cheated on Mon Mothma, so... But isn't inviting fascists to dinner worse? I, I was guess. Gonna... Do you think he's he's in a consensual workplace relationship <laughs> with Slymore? <laughs> Please don't get that. That's really I good, know. though. Let me have to, um, asterisk, 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 um... I know that workplace relationships, especially when one person is in a considerably different and higher position of power over another person, is inappropriate. And while she should be culpable for her actions, also followed by there is a terrible power dynamic at play there. But also, they were seeing each other for a year? A I year? Know, I was like, what year? the fuck? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's just come to light recently. So. Oh, this is dark. Anyway. Parents. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jess. <laughs> what, what kind of fucking a-hole... 
It's just like, oh yeah, Tiki, I'm holding a dinner party, and also I've invited everyone who fucking hates you, haha, <laughs> because they're fun. He he is so like deeply, deeply flop. Um, outside of I guess just being some level of brain dead, being like, well, let's invite everyone who publicly hates my wife. I'd love to have them over. Like, surely you're just a psychopath. But also the fact that he's like. Why can't anything be fun anymore? You are a 56-year-old man. Get a job. Like, please leave the goddamn house. You're a house, house husband. Like, no, seriously. I was just like, what he's do one you one those, do, He's one of those people on TikTok. Like, he's one of those people on TikTok who's like, day in the life of a stay-at-home boyfriend. So I got up and I filled up our water bottles. That was really it because I don't have a job. My wife, derogatory. Stop. literally literally no, from a, i would say i did i did love like her whole deal though of course because she's slaying like in literally all areas of her life um i'm a mom i'm a mom stand through and through and i was like i'm loving your vibes also though like what i love too was uh at least in terms of like themes and whatnot um the way that like the tenseness that you felt coming off of her and all the scenes she was in and like the fact that Ultimately, I guess what I would say is this. I love rambling. Um, one of the things I'm liking about this show is the way that the rebellion feels like an actual like political project that has risks and requires steps. I feel like a lot of what we get when we talk about like, oh, the rebellion is like all the really big moments where they're like are bombing the Death Star or like taking like having these really big victories we see in the movies and stuff. But ultimately that's not what wins rebellions or even constructs them. And I really, really have enjoyed like seeing that side of it and her being like, I'm at risk. I like am putting my neck out for you guys. And for Luther to be like, look, I can appreciate that, but ultimately I will find someone else if you can't do it. And I'm like, I can't say he's not being fair. Like he's got shit to do. This isn't, this requires that sometimes. Yeah. He even said, he's like, I have like, you know, mouths to feed they need that money to like take care of all these people who are risking their lives for for this movement so it's like mm, a, a hard little struggle going on here with the two of them i think what noah described is a combination of two things that are really popping off in this which are the acting everyone is acting their fucking ass off it's very specifically genevieve in this episode um and also the production design. I think one thing that a lot of people brought up about Coruscant specifically is how different it looks from the prequel era. In the Empire era, it looks very like brutalist architecture. It looks very monochrome. Um, it looks very, you know, sterile. I would love to see the Imperial Palace, the converted Jedi Temple. Um, but um, it's very uh, blocky almost. Uh, like, the, and the, there's all these different things. Like, the production design. And, like, she's she's wearing white because she, she fits in. But she's, you could, but she's uncomfortable. And it's, like, it's visual. Um, it's very interesting to me. Um, the one part of the production design I did not like was they were, like, oh, she's Trandrillin. Let's bring back the Orientalism. I was, like, but we got away from that last episode. Can we not? Whoops. Why? Yeah, uh, don't love that. On the note of like the production design and like set design, especially one thing that I love about this so far that I feel like is pretty unique to like Star Wars, at least in my memory, is that all the fascist spaces are like brightly lit. They're really like they don't seem like evil or domineering. Even even like the exterior shots we get of the ISB office are not like there's no like 
weird sounds in the background like oh this is like a place of horror looks like <laughs> the fucking pentagon but, like well, it's yeah. shut and and ultimately i really like that because i feel like one thing the show does is uh well it actually treats fascism like a legitimate political ideology that like exists and like is not just like a cartoonishly evil set of villains uh and that's not me being like guys fascists are people too because they're not uh but i like the fact that it really commits to like I don't know, projecting what that actually feels like. The spaces are, they don't feel like hostile, at least not from just the architecture. They're like, we're welcoming and normal and not bad, but ultimately we as viewers know like these guys are shit and they are terrible. I know Claudia said it was giving Pentagon. I thought it was giving Menlo Park, uh, California, which is to say the Facebook headquarters. Sorry, metaverse, meta headquarters, what the fuck? You're done. What what I'm going to say- Google campus? Oh my God, so true. No, literally. No, because why are the the ISB officers on the Google bikes? (laughs) I just love working here. Deidre Deidre was like, I get free snacks at my job. I get to- They have a beanbag chair here right next to the place I do drone strikes from. Yeah, there's actually, guys, at 3 p.m. every day, we take a nap. And then we make sure people don't get food. Actually, as someone who has visited the Palantir offices, it is more like that. Um, I've been they're in there. getting together. They're like every day at two p.m. We have our group meditation circle, and then at four p.m. We discuss which people do and do not deserve rights. That is literally kind of the scene that happens. I will say when we were talking about, oh, it looks like this, looks like that. In this scene, he says this like this very good explanation of like colonialist and fascist ideology of that we are homogenizing and we are like pulling out we we think that any difference is rot and all that kind of stuff and I realized I was like I made a little joke in my head that I was like oh kind of the interior of the ISB kind of looks like the original TARDIS and then I was like no it looks sterile like a hospital it looks like a hospital yeah or a mental institution but it looks like a hospital which is in contrast to and he says we are in contrast to the navy where you know you know how that you know that fun line that ap5 says that i quote all the time like the clean imperial lines of an imperial (laughs) uh star destroyer of imperial design or something like that but that's always gray and black and white this is all white and it feels like a hospital anyway yeah the fact that he he literally is like we're fighting disease, like, you know, right where it, like, starts cutting that shit out. It's just like, hmm, that's no good. That's not great. No, it made me scream, cry, throw up, because sorry to be to be the, I'm actually in a sociology class right now, but, like, he's literally, like, screaming, like, functionalist rhetoric of, like, well, this is a system, and any change to that system is very bad and dangerous so we can't have any social change ever at all um and everyone has their their cog that they do and why are we trying to change up switch up things i have a theory and i feel like it's crazy but i have a theory um so we get a little bit of Deidre and the other guy. The other guy, what is what the fuck is his name? Uh, her coworker that she's bickering with. Who I forgot um, his name too, and I just boy boss too. Boy, boy boss, boss number two. Boy boss number two, who has an absolutely hilarious scene with the corpos when Cyril gets fired, where he 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 like he uses an entire thesaurus to give him a dressing down. And I was like, Thrawn would love your ass. <laughs> um, 
you you would get along so well with the with the girlies in the the what is it the seventh fleet um but um they're in that scene where they're both like dad she sold my toys <laughs> kind of in that scene and um it's kind of weird how the major reacts the like head or he's kind of like he's like Deidre like he, I, I realized he reacted the same way that Callus reacted before we realized that he was Fulcrum. Where he was like, okay, you just like stay in your lane. You're like getting a little too big for your britches. Like clearly what she's saying makes sense. Like, you know, if you're, you're going to be a fashion and do what her, like, yeah, I mean, what, what she says makes sense and you probably should, whatever. And he's like, stay in your lane, whatever, whatever. And he's like, and, and you're also like, oh, this other guy is like really accomplished. Why is like, these corpos who are really just a mess allowed to continue to just be a mess underneath him, whatever. And I was like, wait a minute. I think the major is a rebel sympathizer. I think he is. Here's and here's the other piece. Here's the other piece. Here's the other piece. I'm crazy. You can call me crazy. But he's also older, which means he remembers the Republic. And he's more likely to sympathize with rebels. Um, and Back in my day, the Jedi were cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, literally. Shout out to Colonel you Lauren for being the fucking opposite. Go to fucking hell, Colonel you Lauren. Um, I don't know. I don't. I think you're reaching there. I think this man. I don't know. It's just a little theory, and I'm just putting it out there so that you know, if I'm wrong, call me a dummy. But if I'm right, eh, anyway. Um, that was just a little thing I noticed. Okay, speaking of that gentleman and his fucking beatdown of Cyril Karn, um. <laughs> The way that Cyril Karn is specifically the person to blame for the annexation of the Morlana sector <laughs> because he decided he wanted to do something. It's literally like if Paul Blart Mall Cop fucked up so bad that no, they annexed the whole country. No, literally. <laughs> I will never support fascists, but I will happily support seeing Cyril Karn upset, crying, screaming, throwing up, fired. So um, I was really happy about that. Um... I would also say, Claudia, re, uh, the, uh, oh my god, your little theory. The uh, that's more kind of than I meant it, but a lot of uh, Your little theory. Uh, but what I would say about it is that if it were true, um, I would not like it thematically, because I feel like one of the points the show is making is that people join up in fascist movements when it makes them successful. Uh, and that is, that is some people that I have with Star Wars sometimes. They're like, oh, I did this because I'm a rebel spy. And it's like, no, you did it because fascism is empowering to people who can exist inside of it. Um, so I personally would like it better if this time around, at least all the people who are a part of the fascist regime are just a part of the fascist regime. And they joined it because it, give, it gives them power over others and gives them political dominance. Oh, absolutely. But like, also, I, I, I don't really it would know be if I would deeply, deeply that. funny to me if he was like, I am the spy, like in fucking Rise of Skywalker. Like, not the General like, Hux. No. Well, I will say, from a philosophical point of view, General Hux only turned on them when he was kind of pissed after a while. Like he didn't do it because like he cared or anything. I think it might be interesting to be like this. This guy has been a, a spy the whole time, and that's how they've been able to build all this stuff. Because it's like you think they could have built even the small infrastructure that they have with the entire thing of the ISB. Um, without some people on the inside, like, no, but I, I do think like as much, like much like how people are like, I really hope that Cyril Karn does not have like a redemption arc or something. I really would just like people to stay Imperials. 
over that. I'm so sorry, but we were talking about Hux, and now I have to say this. Do we think that Cyril Karn is Hux's distant relative? Not even distant, just perhaps related in some way. We unfortunately know we unfortunately know quite a lot about um uh Armitage Hux's parents. I don't need to senior. Um, I know Brendel Hux. Yeah. (laughs) Brendel. That's his name. I'm sorry. His name is Brendel. They both look so like horrible and they they love their shit jobs i think it'd be funny if they were somehow related so true they're cousins um also <laughs> oh. second cousins twice removed Qualify. i don't know why but that did just remind me of a, a fan vid that i saw in recent in recent years wherein um someone had michael fassbender as brendel Hux. no that's, oh, that's oh, too good. no no that's i will say um when i went to galaxy's edge and we were on rise of the resistance when hux came out um claire started laughing so hard that everyone started looking at this my final thoughts is that i like this episode a lot it was really good uh even though i hate cyril i do say kyle was putting his whole kyle lucy into his performance even though he didn't he only said one word this episode but like he really did look like he was gonna start crying and I was just like, oh, please fucking start crying. That would be hilarious. But uh, no. And then also, yeah, all of them were putting their whole ussies into everything. So good. They're <laughs> good star wussies. They're star wussies. Collective ussie, I love. Yeah. Jess, you and I are on the same page about Cyril. Whenever I like, please brush into tears. I'm like, Jess gets me in this vault. Yeah, I, I was really hoping this man would start crying. <laughs> When they did the casting notice for him, they were like, who can look like the most pathetic wet dog? <laughs> wet dog? <laughs> wet dog? Okay, no. okay. No, because Cyril kind of does have like, okay, crusty white dog derogatory energy. Or no, not even a crusty white dog. It's like when you give your cat a bath and He's they're like a looking at dog. you. <laughs> they're looking at you like, I want to kill you. No, okay. There's a very specific image. Um, One jess uh kawaii jess yo um will send to the group chat sometimes of a of an owl a wet that cat is, oh no the wet owl <laughs> yeah the wet owl. that is the vibe that is the i'll vibe. post so that true. when the episode comes in <laughs> wait guys i have a question so when luthan and mon were talking they were talking about possibly recruiting somebody and bringing them in who do we think they were talking about i i was thinking sagarera probably and that, oh, that i miss you bestie and that well, they mentioned Sagarera in the episode first of all, and then also actually they mentioned him twice. Um, and then, you know, in Rogue One, Mom and was like, "Yeah, we kind of have a history with him, whatever." And it would be kind of crazy if she's the one who like not brings him into the rebellion, but like has the first connection with him or whatever. Um, that's the also, only person I could think of. Yeah, it would also make sense in terms of just like where we see their relationship in Rebels. I could totally see that. Exactly. Yeah, because um, I was going to say, in Rebels, you see Saul was kind of working with them before he's just like, you know what? No. I'm doing my own thing now. Bye. I gotta go my own way. Yeah, the high school musical, too, of it all. Why is Kyle Cyril the only non-British one? Every time, they're all speaking with their little accents. I'm just like, it feels weird whenever he speaks and he's not British and evil. Sorry to British people out there. Sorry to our British listeners. Oh my god. No, because he is, if he's, his mommy is on Coruscant. What's happening there? Also, what is his mom's accent in comparison to him is also like, bitch, what the fuck is happening he's on the Zen? adopted. Okay, period. 
Okay, and here's the problem. Here's the problem. I wanted to make a joke about fucking Sean Mothma or whatever the fuck his name is. Perrin. Mr. Mothma. No, literally, the fact that his name was Perrin Mothma, I'm assuming. Bitch. Also, get a job. Canonically, they got married when they were 16. He's giving you no wonder why he's a 16 year old. I I do I I did have a theory of like so she mentions like she has to leave the empire because of like the Gorman massacre thing whatever it could be eventually because of him like either he rats her out ex- like accidentally or like he actually like I I feel like it actually is be gonna be because of him like why would they spend so much time on her whack ass husband in the first episode if he's not gonna do some absolutely whack ass shit later I mean. I, oh God, now I can't think of him as like a youth pastor and being like, what are we meant to learn, guys, from this part of the Bible? What does God want us to learn? Shut up. Aren't you employed? Aren't you like fully 60? Please tell me you have like a He's paycheck of some He's not 60, babes. He's not 60, babes. <laughs> Noah just keeps getting like higher keep, up with his age every time he mentions it. He's gonna be, you're like B for B. Like, you like, I put parent Mothma on the beach from old. No. <laughs> Jess, this is a joke okay, just no, for like, you. Oh, but, like, yeah. Also, Imagine the fucking concept of like him being the reason that she has to like leave the empire, and he's like, "I ran it around." She's like, "No, I I did join the rebellion to get away from you." <laughs> I and our discussion is over. Now it is time for everyone's favorite segment: name that ship, uh, where we go on the depths of Ao3, the archive of our own, or you send it to us. We have a form; it's in our episode notes. You can always submit fix to us. We do a little guessing game where we give you the characters and the tags of a fan fiction. And uh, everyone else has to guess what the ship is or sometimes the crossover or the concept. Because uh, sometimes we get some wild fix. This is about the celebration of fan fiction. So this is not to make fun of everyone. Do not go out, seek out these fics. Do not go and seek out these authors, okay? We think they are all very yes and slight, even the wild ones. And this is not to be mean this is we are having a good and fun time okay everybody just all right these are the ground rules today i am bringing a fic that was submitted by at the actual kate bishop on tiktok i want to start this off by saying this is a gen fic that just has a wild ass motherfucking premise in that it is the craziest crossover i think i have ever seen with star wars and we've seen a lot on this show relationships are Character A from non-Star Wars media and, so these are friendships, character B and character C, those two are from Star Wars, character A from other media and his crew, character B slash C, so this is a ship, and also implied character D slash character E. The characters involve character A, who's from the other piece of media, character B, character C, Character D, Wolfie Lauren, Darth Vader, Sheev Palpatine, Arinda Price. The additional tags. <laughs> the additional tags are second piece of media AU, as in the Imperials are filling this thing from this other thing, but character A is from his own canon and just got lost. You can feel sorry for him and his crew. Set during okay. Set during a very specific episode. Of second piece of media with the name of the episode. Uh, character C. 
<laughs> is it Thrawn? No, hold on. Character C. Is it Judge Claude from no, no, no. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. Why would it be yes, that? Wait, wait, I'm not done. Character C is Joseph Stalin. <laughs> no, no, that's the, the tag. Fuck? That's the tag. That is not who character C is. Plus a little thing I can't add or that'll give it away. Darth Vader still hates Sand, even if he is a thing from this thing. Palpatine is in charge, so beware. Liberal use of Star Wars toponyms. Mention of characters being hurt or possibly even tortured off screen. Several other Imperials or thing from the other media are basically name dropped. Uh, Asexual character A. This was honestly supposed to be crack, but angst prevailed. Sorry, not sorry. The title of the fic is Character A. The Star Wars thing from other media and his new friends. The summary is, don't sleep and drive, kids, even if it is only your thing from other media that's sleeping. And check whether you've arrived where you intended. (laughs) Okay, so anytime you do a crossover, I get scared because I know for a fact I've probably not seen the piece of media. Uh, You have. If you haven't, I'd be surprised. Um, Or at least you know of it if you haven't seen it. I forgot for a moment that you said episodes, and when you said Son, I started thinking about Russia, and I was going to be like, are any of, is any of this crossover based loosely on the works of Dostoevsky? No. But the answer is likely no. Okay, uh, I would say... This is not this is not a crime and punishment crossover. So, uh, you can guess the, the Star Wars characters, but then you can ask me some questions about what mm-hmm. to narrow down what it is yeah. crossing over because with. I, because it is a TV show, I'll say. Okay. okay, so Brooklyn Nine-Nine. No. I <laughs> would most- like to ask... Is this a show that like that you really like love or just that you've like I've watched it? I haven't watched a lot of it, but I feel like everyone in the cultural consciousness knows it. And it involves a crew? Yes. <laughs> Breaking Bad? Um I Walter would... Hartwell White is God, in I Star wish. Wars. I wish. I'm sure that exists on AO3. If it is, guys send it to me. Who, who... What Star Wars character do you think is the most Stalin-esque? Uh, okay, I'll say the Stalin thing is kind of a kind of a red herring because it's Talk. like it's it like it it kind of I don't even know how that is kind it, of fits in. Is it just like the, when he was young, he was hot type thing, or no? It's like a, <laughs> it, there's a specific type of the thing from the other media that I think the Stalin thing is referencing. Um, okay. is it Thrawn? Is it a so- character? Thrawn is in this fic. He is character D. Okay. Is character is Eli Vanto in this fic? Yes. So Thrawn Ray. slash Eli Vanto okay. implied is the last cool. ship. Yes. Is it Zeb? No. Is the it rest Callus? of the characters are all Imperial characters? I is it Callus? No. Is it Tarkin? Tarkin is character C. Oh, so he's the most Stalin esque? Is that Yes. No, wait, I think Will you said Tarkin, Tarkin. Oh, wait, I'm... Will of Tarkin is Joseph Stalin, Russian, uh, and it says par- um, parenthetical Russian thing from other media class something. Is... I feel like that made it actually more confusing. Yeah. Um... yeah is Orson Krennic in this? Yes, he is character B. Oh, fuck. Okay, I, okay I we've got, we, so we, we have all the Star, Star Wars, Wars characters. characters now, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Darth okay. Vader is also in it. Yolaren's also in it. Palpatine's also in it. Arenda Price. I really, okay. Is the show to... Riverdale? No. Is Cheryl Blossom in this film? No. I think you should narrow <laughs> this my... This is the worst day it's... of my life. Instead of what, just how guessing shows... 
you need to like narrow it down by types of shows yeah was it was it originally on television or is it a streaming show originally on television originally on television is it still on i think a version of it is yeah why is on it... svu no great anatomy why no you guys are it's at is that it level a Shonda of... Rhimes it's... Joint? no it's at that level of fame but it's nowhere near that like you're you're too cold going near that better call Saul. Um, no twin peaks <laughs> do you guys oh, want I a hint that. yes i would love it yes hint. it is a children's tv show caillou keep going power rangers keep going wait okay well, Paw Patrol. TV show. what what like what like designation of child are we talking about which one's a child um uh, oh you mean like preschool or regular like child? is this like a, a show hmm. you're putting on for like a four-year-old or like a show i watched when i was special 12? agent Osh- ocho this show has been on for a long ocho time Oso, I, fuck me i would say it is for younger ish kids mrs um, frizzle is it magic school bus? it is not but you're getting closer fuck. Sesame Street. No. Guys, help Miss Frizzle join the Empire. Yeah, Arthur. What? What? Arthur. No. I was about to say Mr. Rapper and Slash Krennic. Join the fucking Empire. DW would join the Empire. Are you kidding? She's she's a cop. She's the serial card of Arthur. No. Don't disrespect DW like that. Don't disrespect DW like that. Guys. Okay, wait. So it's not. Okay, it's not that I just Was it on PBS? Yes. Cyber Chase. No. What's that one with the two guys that could do animal things? Zubuma food. No. <laughs> that would send me to the stratosphere, the but no. Join the, the empire. No. Um. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Can we get another hint of some kind? I think it was originally British, and it was like co-put on PBS. I'm not sure. Exactly. Give me a second. I'm thinking about British. Television. The characters are not human. Is it the one with the lions? Is it lions? Kipper? No. No, not between the lions. Kipper? No. Um, oh my god. What is that show about the, um, well, I give up. Uh, is it, is it Dragon Tail? No. Wait, 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 wait. No, give me a sec, give me a sec, because I, I, it's so disrespectful to me personally as a, as someone who thinks themselves of an aficionado of children's television that I cannot get this, so I need to get no, this. No, no, when you get it, you're going to feel crazy. Is it Fetch with Ruff Ruffman? No. Time Warp Trio. No, it is something very famous that everyone knows. Well, is it Curious really George? Because... No. Wait, okay. Martha we're, Speaks? We're getting off of it. Guys, this character has a crew. Okay, Martha Speaks has a crew. Oh, okay, I would say like okay, a crew. but like they're like they're like Clifford a the Big squ- Red Dog. They're like a squad of friends that all Clifford do the, the same job. Clifford the Big Red Dog is like I'm here. They, they're a squad of friends who do all the same job, and they are not human. The Backyardigans. No, that was not oh, PBS. That's Nickelodeon. I don't yeah. know what Backyardigans is Nickelodeon. What channel things were on. Give me a second. I'm thinking. I'm thinking very hard. I'm I'm making um, sure that I'm not. Le- I'm going on Wikipedia and I'm making yeah. sure that yeah, I'm are not. Are you like gaslighting and manipulating and lying to us right oh, now? Oh, that would give it away if I gave you that hint. Oh. <laughs> and, but it was um, on PBS. Um, I'm making sure. Okay. I feel like I I watched it when I was so young. That I'm like, yeah, of course I watched it on PBS because that's mostly God, what I watched. That was like 40 years ago. But Sorry, I'm like... I did not mean to say that. I'm <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> You are so No, mean. I, I said that intentionally. I'm sorry. You are a bitch. Um, I like lying. Um, fuck, where did hmm. it air? Is it a character from the movie Pearl from no. 2022? Shut up. <laughs> Guys, if you don't get this, I'm going to be... 
fucking okay. Bear in the Big Blue House. No. That was Disney. I know, but okay. I don't I just, know maybe, enough children's maybe, shows. Uh, you guys, you know this one. You do okay, know well, this one. I feel that you may be, you may be doing okay. a bad job of, of so, okay. leading us into the It is, the it is originally a British show. Okay. It was broadcast on some sort of public television across mm-hmm. many countries. It mm-hmm. is a cultural icon. Sesame Street? No. That's not. Is it animated? Peppa Pig. Uh, I want to <laughs> say it's more like stop motion than animated. Pangu? No. Okay, <laughs> that's not British. It is something, it is something that uh, was already. No, it was something that was already old by the time I watched it, but it was still pumping on the air. It um Okay, I mean this was Is it no Thomas the Tank? My, no. Yes, it is Thomas yeah! the Tank Engine! <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Today I will wear my white button down. <laughs> Okay, so, Claudia, you did so bad at even lightly guiding us in that direction. You were what like, the fuck it was, was a children's show. You made it, it sound like, like there were animals. Yeah, I said no. they're not human. What? I said they're not human. They're trains. No, no, no. They're not human. You were, you were like, you were like, it was a children's show that ran at any point between the last seven <laughs> decades on at least one channel across four countries. Come on. You definitely heard of it. Like, okay, well, I, Jess I got it, so stop complaining. We, okay, <laughs> I would I would say okay. um, you want me to tell you? I would have mentioned it had a tie-in toy line that okay. would have moved. Me is a it lot Thomas the to Tank? That. Is it? Is it the yes. mean train? The mean train. No, no, it is. It uh, is. It's, uh, Edward is the mean train, isn't he? I don't is, know. I didn't um, watch the show. So. It is Edward and Thomas the Edward from Thomas the Tank Engine and Orson Krennic and Will of Tarkin, Edward and his crew from Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, so Edward the train is not being shipped with anybody, um, but there happens to be. It's Krennic. a fascist train. Yeah, there has to be. This Krennic. machine is a fascist. Yeah, this so, machine so, transports fascists. I so love. In here we have, um, as in Thomas the Tank Engine AU, as in the Imperials are engines, but Edward is from his own canon and just got lost. Set during during episodes season 21, episode 13, A Shed for Edward. Oh, my God. Is he the engine that goes (laughs) in the shed? (laughs) Um, Will of Tarkin is Joseph Stalin, Russian locomotive class IS. Um, Asexual Edward from Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, the, The title is Edward the Star Wars. Wars engine and his new friends. I think because his old friends put him in a shed. I think that's why. Okay. Um, it's Fuck. called Don't Sleep and Drive, Kids, even if it is only your engine that's sleeping. And check wow. whether you've arrived where you intended. Thank you so much for joining us this week for RuPaul Spot Race. For updates, Star Wars news, our early reactions to High Republic Phase 2, and more cursed shit, follow us on social media at RuPaul Spot Race on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Want to ask us a question? Ask us a question on our TikTok QA or email us at RuPaulSpotRace at gmail.com. If you really love the show, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast. It really helps people find the show. May the force be with you, and don't trip it up. Waka waka. Waka waka. Waka waka. 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 Thomas had never seen such a mess. <laughs> <laughs>